Shalom, and welcome back to It's All About the Aliyah. You know, in a, one of our previous programs, we had as our guest, Bruce Elliott, who is the uh, director of children's ministry for Ezra International, and uh, I serve on the board of Ezra International with him. And we had a great program uh, all concerning Father's House uh, in, in the first program, and we're going to continue and recap a little bit about that and go on to other areas, uh, other facets of the children's ministry. So, Bruce, welcome back to the program. Thanks very much, Gary. You know, Bruce, in our first program, we, we tried as we did to, to cover as much of Father's House and the children's ministry, but you do so much and there's so many facets to it that all we did really is uh, speak about Father's House. And for those who are not with us in that first program, maybe you can uh, share a little bit about that and then we'll move on into some of the other areas that you're involved in. Sure. Um, so when we originally started working in Ukraine in the 1990s, there were thousands upon thousands of street children um, all throughout the city living in parks, in padvals, which are basements of um, big apartment buildings there on rooftops. And um, we started working with these kids in the street, caring for them, feeding them, clothing them. Um, and out of that, we really felt we needed to give as many an opportunity as we could to get off the street. So we opened these illegal apartments that eventually the government shut down just purely to try and shelter these children. Mm. But that led us to the need for a proper children's home. And so through that, we built the father's house, which consists of two large buildings. And at the moment, we're accommodating around 100 children there. That's incredible. I mean, these are kids straight from the street who have been completely abandoned or orphaned, uh, living, trying to stay alive each day, often uh, abusing drugs, sniffing glue, things of that nature. And you, uh, you're, the home that your, your ministry has provided is giving them new hope and new life and, and a real family atmosphere. Exactly. Trying to help them to grow up in a family and have a sense of living in family. Incredible work. So all of these kids really come from the street and uh, you're providing food and shelter, a home, a real home for them. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the work, you know, the support for these children, um, you know, takes on a, an amazing dynamic because you're talking about kids who are abandoned, kids who are abused. Um, you're even involved in uh, that process of in investigating abuse, are you not? Yeah, so what happened about, you think in North America, we have um, departments of child and family services that investigate reports of abuse and so on. There's none of that in Ukraine. In fact, mm. parents were really protected. They could do whatever they liked to their kids. Oh. And so we established a group with Kiev Child and Family Services that investigated reports of, of child abuse that got the word out for schools, the neighbors, to even the children themselves to report any uh, abuse. And so we formed a mobile group, which goes in with the police on investigations and checks into these situations. And in most cases, obviously, there is abuse involved. Mm -hmm. And then um, we work to care for these children and investigate the cases and take the appropriate action. So you're, you're taking this to the streets, basically, uh, whereas rather than, you know, making a phone call and saying, oh, something's going on, you're, you're out there 
bringing the appropriate authorities to the to the situation and, and they're investigating. Yeah, well, we're and we're an integral part of the Child and Family Services Department. So we we do all the investigation and we still manage the cases um, once we get involved. So we can be involved in these cases. We have something like three or four hundred ongoing cases that we're working with every day. So you you uh, you assess the initial risk and then and then what? What happens right. after that? Um, then we work with Child and Family Services on a program. You, given it's Ukraine, there's a tremendous amount of alcohol and drug abuse there. Mm-hmm. And I would say the highest percentage relate to that. Some of them are straight poverty where the parents cannot provide for the children and they will provide material aid to enable them and will even do reconstruction on apartments to mm-hmm. make them appropriate for them to keep their children because these are good parents. They just lack the means to do it. So we assist in that process. Um, but in many, many cases, it's the, the parents or in, uh, often just the mother is addicted to alcohol or drugs. Mm-hmm. And we have to get them through rehabilitation if there's any chance of them keeping their children. So, so are, your, are your people actually hands-on in the rehab or are you just lining them up uh, with facilities that already exist? Do you want to know what everybody's talking about? Ezra International has their own TV network broadcasting 24 hours a day on Rumble. It's amazing. You can watch great programming dedicated to the return of the Jewish people after 2,000 years back to their homeland of Israel. The network just started and new shows are being added, so check back often. You can see what's new by going to EzraInternational.org and click on the live stream button today. Well, there's both. I think a little later we can talk about the rehab facility that we are associated with um, and provide support for. Um, but also the, we send, we arrange for these mothers and fathers to go to other rehab uh, programs, largely Christian run, mm-hmm. um, where they can um, get their lives together and get free of, um, of their addictions and have a chance to have their children. But we also have to, in those cases, provide for the children because they have to be removed from the family for a time. Mm. So we work with a lot of Christian homes where we, um, or um, um, temporary shelters where these children can live while their parents are going through this program. But in many cases, the children just can't go back to the home. So we have to um, provide a place for them where they can be, grow and live out, uh, live out their lives and um, grow to be adults. And in those cases, the parental rights can be removed from the parents if it's just mm. no hope of the children ever living in the home. It's, it's so tragic. Uh, your, your goal is to return them to their, their, their parents if possible, but so tragically often that it's not the case. It's not possible. No. And so I think the biggest thing, for us is working with child and family services to determine that and go into that process. But the biggest, once that happens, it's kind of, we're not involved. Our biggest, um, our biggest role on an ongoing basis is really providing for those families that are good parents, but are unable to provide properly for their children where we can provide humanitarian aid, food, clothing, even, as I said, rehabilitation of the apartment, that they're livable. Mm. Some of these places are so disgusting, you wouldn't even keep your dog in it. 
Um, and we, I mean, there's amazing things that, that we've seen. Um, and so, I mean, and I've been on visits into these places, Gary, and they're pretty horrendous. I mean, I went to one, um, one place with my son, actually, we were in there and there was this little baby and it was, it was starving. It was literally starving. It was very close to within a few days of not making it. And the reason was the mother had no money and she was feeding this baby water in a bottle. Mm. There was no nutrients, no nothing. She didn't have any money. And it's just the hand of God that we, we went there that day and we were able to buy the life-saving formula for this little baby so that it could survive. But that's the kind of situation where we go in and assist in these desperate situations, usually with very small children um, mm. that oh. otherwise wouldn't make it if we weren't involved. Oh, God bless you and all the work that you're doing and, and all the all your, your team. That is an incredible story, but a life-saving one. Oh, um, yeah. Tragic, tragic. But in this case, uh, thank God, a good ending. Let's, yes. let's, let's pause right here, Bruce. We need to take a commercial break. And uh, maybe we'll come back with, uh, with, uh, on the other side with more of those, this type of uh, aid that you're providing. All right, yeah. we'll be right back. What if Abram didn't leave Ur of the Chaldees when God called him? What if Moses refused to go to the Pharaoh asking for Pharaoh to let his people go? What if Joshua had not led the children of Israel into the Promised Land? What if Cyrus did not issue his decree? What if Esther did not use her position with the king for such a time? What if Daniel did not pray in Daniel 9? What if Nehemiah did not rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? What if we don't respond to God's call to the Gentiles? You can be a part of God's prophecy being fulfilled today. Stand with Ezra International today before it's too late. All right. Welcome back. We're talking to Bruce Elliott, the director of our children's ministry here at Ezra International. And uh, in the first segment, we were talking about uh, the, the children uh, in, a, in abused and neglected situations. And uh, Bruce, you shared an incredible story about saving the life of a baby um, right. What other what other situations, what other ministries uh, would you like to share with our, our, our audience today? Um, I know that you're doing an amazing work and there's more. Yes. So as we've gone into these programs, you know, we originally had a program, Father's House, and where we talked about the, the street children and the need to give them shelter and, and a home and train them in living in a family. Then we had we talked about our mobile group where we worked with child and family services a little while ago. Um, but out of that work with the mobile group, um, we saw the need for additional services, particularly for these children, for these mothers um, that are addicted. And we really need to break the cycle, Gary, where these children cannot fall into the... Um, the ways of their parents and not have children that they can't be provided for. And so one of the things that came up is the director of our mobile group, her sister established a after-school program called Achieve. Mm -hmm. 
where these children at risk, they go home, they don't get nurturing, they don't get what they need, they don't even get nourishment. And so we opened a after-school program where these children could come, the younger ones, it starts about one o'clock where the younger children can come, and then about three o'clock the children from school come, and it goes through to about 10 at night. Mm. So because the problem you have with it in terms of the hours yeah, the younger children need to be there early, but the teenagers need to be there quite late. If you let a teenager out onto the street at seven at night, it's not necessarily a good thing. Right. But if you can keep them occupied until 10 at night where they can go home, go to bed and live a normal life, we found uh, we really need to care for these whole range of children from three-year-olds up to teenagers. And so the Achieve Centre is open for many hours. We just opened our second Achieve Centre um, in that Kiev has the Dnieper River goes through the middle, it's divided into two. And we couldn't get children from one bank to the other very easily. So we've got two achieve centers actually as of the last few months where we're caring for them. And we give, so the things we provide are nurturing and love, which they won't get at home, where they can, our, our staff really become parents for these kids because they're not being parented at home. Um, we give them food and, and even clothing for when they come in from school and uh, just meet their basic needs in that way. We even give them sanitary needs where they can wash themselves because they probably can't even do that at home. Um, and they need to see a healthy community. And that's what we're trying to give them at the Achieve After School Center. It's not so bad that they're not going to be in their families, but they're not getting everything they need in their families. Um, and they need to see children that don't abuse them, a normal, loving adult that actually is not abused, abusing them. And that's one thing that I found in my work in Ukraine in being a guy going in there is they just really gravitate to you because they haven't seen men that aren't abusive. It's a novelty to them. Wow, that is and, so bad. You know, they would actually love them, put them on their knee and hold them and uh, just care for them. In the so they need and they need to learn to interact with other kids in a healthy way too, and not in a gang environment or something like that. I see that you you've pointed out that you've brought out a lot of different uh, uh, facets of the work that you're doing, or where it's it, where it's helping. For one, you you know breaking that generational curse. You mentioned you know mm -hmm. not allowing these kids to grow up in the same the same way that they they've uh, experienced at home. Um, right. keeping, keeping them off of the streets where they're, where they're going to be influenced in, in bad ways. And I, you know, right. having been to Ukraine on a number of occasions, I know what you're saying you know, with that traffic, the way it is and with transport, right. transportation, it's great that you have another facility. Um, and then again, to show that they can trust an adult and uh, that their environment doesn't have to be uh, a cursed one, a one, one of, of constant abuse and neglect. So um, amazing uh, work once again in, in this area. Right. Well, thanks, Gary. I mean, the thing for, for these kids that are living at home after school is to really occupy them in a really healthy way that they don't become street children. Mm -hmm. the, the whole thing we saw were all these street children. We were trying to prevent their becoming street children, yeah. that these kids would actually come to our center and occupy themselves in a healthy way without living on the street. So we give them skills. They need yeah. to succeed in life. We give them sports. 
language, arts, there's dance programs, music programs. In yeah. fact, I even, I even went to a competition. Um, it was for dancing. And of course, one of our kids won the whole competition in the That's fantastic. with break dancing. It's fantastic. That's fantastic. What you know, giving giving a, an opportunity, and I love that preventing them from becoming street children. Exactly. Yeah. All That's right, the well, objective. We're up, we're up against another break, Bruce. So let's take a break okay. here, and we'll be right back. We'll see you next. Yeah. Do you want to know what everybody's talking about? Ezra International has their own TV network, broadcasting twenty four hours a day on Rumble. It's amazing. You can watch great programming dedicated to the return of the Jewish people after 2,000 years back to their homeland of Israel. The network just started, and new shows are being added, so check back often. You can see what's new by going to EzraInternational.org and click on the live stream button today. All right, welcome back. We are still talking with Bruce Elliott, the Director of Children's Ministry for Ezra International. And uh, Bruce, in the last segment, we were talking about the ACHIEVE program. Um, one thing I know we did not cover is the summer camps. Can you tell our audience a little bit more about that? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think in the Ukrainian culture, if, even if you go back to the Soviet times, they one of the big things in the Soviet um, era was these summer camps they would have. There's a particular name for it. I can't remember. They were kind of militant camps where they taught them to be good Soviet citizens okay. um, and communists. And, but that culture continued. So summer camps remain a big factor in Ukraine where it's a great opportunity for children, particularly where they've been unoccupied in the summer, to go. And obviously we have an opportunity to teach them about Christ. And, um, but also they have a fabulous time <clears throat> and can get guidance of life through these. So... Um, we have a number of summer camps and we get a lot of children that we send to these camps and they go for two or three weeks at a time. Mm -hmm. And so it gives them the opportunity to be not at a loose end of, <clears throat> over the summer on the street, but in a healthy environment. And it's life changing for these children. They come back um, really energized and um, with new skills, new attitude and new hopes and new visions. So um, this is a great opportunity we have each year. It sounds like a great program because, yes, idle yeah. time can be very dangerous for a young person. And, exactly. Um, and I'm sure they make new friends and they do see life in a different light, that there can be Correct. fun uh, yeah. and, and in a loving atmosphere. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, and the camp enables to be immersed in it, sit uh, 24 hours a day and live, live it out rather than to go home to these bad, really terrible situations. Yeah. I'm sure it's a, it's a fun environment and uh, yeah, life takes on oh, yeah. a whole new meaning. That's good. I've been to a few and they're a lot of fun, Gary. <laughs> are you, are you out there climbing ropes and things? Uh, Bruce? Oh, occasionally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Swimming in the river. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. The Nipper river is, uh, is everywhere, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I think another program that uh, you and I had discussed uh, previously, um, but we haven't talked on the program yet, is uh, Life at 100%. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Yeah. So going back to our, our mobile group where we, um, we deal with these issues of alcohol and drug abuse, one of the big problems we had was parents losing track of their children when they went to rehabilitation. And so we had a situation where a lot of mothers would not go to rehabilitation 
because they felt they were going to lose the opportunity to keep their children. And they love their children, um, but they have this terrible issue of addiction. And so um, we, one of our workers felt a need to establish a, a home for mothers where they can actually take their children. And so they're not separated from their children as they go through this rehabilitation program. So the the home is, oh, it's about 120 kilometers, what, 80 miles out of Kiev. Mm -hmm. It's important that it's not in the city, that it's separated. It's a, it's a beautiful home in, in the country with a big yard where the children can play. And the mothers can go there and they learn responsibility. Obviously, they have to cook for themselves, you know, in a communal environment yeah. and um, care for the children but also care for their own children and learn. And we can also give them instruction on how to be better mothers and to care and to care for those children. It's not a hundred percent success, but where it is a success, it has dramatic impact on these children and these families and these mothers in establishing um, a really great situation for them. What if Abram didn't leave Ur of the Chaldees when God called him? What if Moses refused to go to the Pharaoh asking for Pharaoh to let his people go? What if Joshua had not led the children of Israel into the Promised Land? What if Cyrus did not issue his decree? What if Esther did not use her position with the king for such a time? What if Daniel did not pray in Daniel 9? What if Nehemiah did not rebuild the walls of Jerusalem? What if we don't respond to God's call to the Gentiles? You can be a part of God's prophecy being fulfilled today. Stand with Ezra International today before it's too late. You know, what I, what I love about what you've been, been sharing with in uh, both this program and, you, and the previous time you came on is you, your focus is so much about re restoring the family. Uh, you yes. know, if, and, and, and in a situation where that can happen, you put, there, there is a, uh, a family provided, and that's the family of, say, father's house or the family uh, during these, uh, these camps where they, they, these kids interact with, with other, other children in a new way. And in this case, with the mothers being able to stay with their children the entire time they're trying to rehab, hopefully giving those children are giving them motivation to, to get better. Um, but right. I, I love I love this focus about of keeping families together or creating a family atmosphere for for everyone that you're involved with. Yes, I think that's key. You don't want a child to be growing up in an institutional environment mm. um, where they're just with care workers that may come and go, um, and there's no certainty of family and the nurturing that happens in families, and that's why even in terms of our children's home, we're looking for adoption into a family as being the key um, to success with the child. For the, ultimately, that's God's order of things. If you go back to the very beginning of time, mm -hmm. um, God created family. And that's the only place that children can thrive, be nurtured and be successful in life. 
And so everything we do is orientated to either restoring the family, maintaining the family, or creating family where we have to create it in that it's not um, possible in the original biological situation of these children. Yeah, that became very clear to me as we, as we discussed over these last two episodes uh, that, that that is a, a, a priority. And as I was listening to you and you mentioned uh, going back to the beginning, you know, when we think about how God uh, ordained it, how he created us to be, um, that really is what's motivating all of this work is, is right. God's word, God's, God's model for family, God's uh, model for his children, um, and, and that command to take care of the orphans. Um, everything, right. everything that I've heard from you, from you, Bruce, is really fulfilling. It's partnering with God in doing his, his work, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a calling that he's called us to, and I know that very clearly in my life. Um, it's not by accident or anything else. I was told to go to Ukraine. Um, Mel Holzel was um, told to be in Ukraine and care for these kids. Um, and those of us, that, and Dr. Romer, as you saw in that first program that we did, mm-hmm. he, he went to the basements and saw these kids and lived with them for a night. And he was a gynecologist. He abandoned his profession and has spent the last 25 years caring for children. Mm. And so it's a very, very strong calling that you could never give up. And I mean, it's just wonderful, the outcome that we see with these children through following what God's called us to do. Following, that's it. You, you were obedient. You did what he called you. In each case, you're right. You, your wife, Anne, Mel, all of us who, who've heard that call of God, that desire that he's placed in your heart, the desire he's placed in my heart, we are acting upon it in order to accomplish all that uh, he's, he's called us to do. Uh, I right. think that that is the, the greatest thing that we can do with our lives, is it not, Bruce? It is. There's no question. And even if you look at the Alia um, program where Mel was called Alia and he goes to Ukraine, he sees this situation with children. He could have said, well, it's not really entirely, there are Jewish children involved and um, there is a link to Aliyah through this program, but he could have ignored the rest of the children, but that's not God's way. He wants to care for everyone, the, 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 the Jew, Jewish children and the Gentile children. Amen. Amen. To the Jew first and to the Gentile. Well, that's, Bruce, right. that's, that's a beautiful word there, and that's a good place where we're out of time once again. Uh, these programs do zip by for me. I, I hope you, <laughs> yeah. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Oh, uh, a lot of fun, Gary. Thank you. <laughs> good, and I hope our audience uh, enjoyed it and were informed. I hope you, uh, my my regular listeners, uh, learned something new today. We've not addressed the children's ministry in previous programs, but now you know, and I hope that uh, you can uh, do something to help us out. God bless you. Shalom. We'll see you next time. Do you want to know what everybody's talking about? Ezra International has their own TV network broadcasting 24 hours a day on Rumble. It's amazing. You can watch great programming dedicated to the return of the Jewish people after 2,000 years back to their homeland of Israel. The network just started and new shows are being added, so check back often. You can see what's new by going to EzraInternational.org and click on the live stream button today.